Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Warden. My guest today is Simon Grosjean, or Simon Grosjean. Perfect. Uh, from the Grosjean Winery, and you are in Aosta, Valle d'Aosta. Yes. So you presumably speak several languages. Yeah, we, we are a bilingual region actually, so we speak both French and Italian. And we have a dialect inside, uh, which is between the two. The patois. And patois, yes, that's it. But what do you, um, I mean, do you feel, you know, if there's a football match, I don't know if you like football, but just, and it's Italy versus France, mm-hmm. who do you want to win? Italy. Yes, of yeah. course, of course. Ah, okay. We are Italian. We yeah. live in Italy, and I speak more Italian than French, actually. And okay. so for me, it's Italy. So tell me about the estate. Um, was it your f- grandfather, Delfino, who founded yeah. it? Yeah, in 1968. That's it. In 50 years ago, and actually the next month we will have the the anniversary for the celebration. And uh, he founded the estate because he actually already had an estate. But like many people at that time, uh, they used to have more like cows some wine, some crop, and in 1968 he actually decided to put just wine, to go on the wine uh, business, because uh, his wines were pretty much appreciated to a local fair. So little by little his son uh, started getting inside the company. He had five, and didn't he? Five sons, yeah. And now, the next, the last year, right. me and my cousins got inside the company, so now we are the third generation and uh, the family still goes on. We are really happy with that. We will see the future, what we'll bring. <laughs> now, what about your main wines and grape varieties you make a petite Arvigne, what is that? Red or white? Petit Arvigne is white, white wine. Typical flavors? Yeah, actually, Petit Arvigne is classical mountain wine, comes from Valais in Switzerland, and the flavor is mountain, like uh, many fruity, but also freshness and acidity, vertical wine. And um, I think that uh, the mountain wine is the, the typical flavor that you can find on it. Are we talking like light yellow fruits or dark orange fruits? No, yellow fruit better, yeah. And a little, is it the wine's a little bit citric or...? Yes, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Not too so much, but uh, refreshing quite a lot, yeah. So what sort of alcohol level do you bottle at? Petit Arvina yeah. is uh, between th- 12 and 13, uh, depends on the years. But dry, it's bottled yeah, dry. Yeah, completely dry. Bone dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is most of that sold locally to tourists? No, we sell also in US, uh, Japan as well, uh, Australia. and But uh, mainly our market is in uh, Valle d'Aosta because it's a touristical region, so half of the production goes there. And we want to export also to come closer to the tourists that came to our places and they, wa- they want to taste their our wine at their home. So Can you sell direct? Can you send wine to them by we post? We do, or? yes, something uh, direct selling when we... We don't have a distributor like for example up to now in Scandinavia we don't have and so we can work directly with the private people. Now you also make a wine from a grape variety called Petit Rouge, the little, yeah. the little small red one. A small red one, yes exactly. And Petit uh, Rouge makes Torette. Torette is a blend uh, wine, uh, 80% of Petit Rouge and is actually the main uh, red wine of that part of the region. So that's the denomination Torette? Yes, the denomination. So that's just T-O-R-R-E-T-T-E. Okay. What is the Petit Rouge main flavors? What does that give to the wine? Red fruit, like... Uh, Soft um, ones, like strawberries, strawberries, raspberries? Yes, yes. Okay. And then you have other great varieties like Vienne de Nus, Doucet, Fumeur, and Mayolet. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, we In uh, Tourette, you can put uh, only autochthonous red wines. Uh, so indigenous grape varieties. Yeah, indigenous only. varieties. And we have, for example, so Fumeur and Cornalin, that uh, each year we can choose which one to put on it. And in the last uh, years, we were it was almost only Petit Rouge, Cornalin, Fumeur, and a little bit of permetta. 
Right, so what fuma, what does that taste of? Fumang is uh, like the sound, the name uh, sounds like is smoke. So okay. it's like kind of smoky flavor and uh, also deep uh, dark uh, fruit like uh, raspberry, for example. And the cornaline? Cornaline is a uh, it's really the most fruity red wine that we have. Really fresh, but still really good for the aging process. Does it have a lot of color or not? Yes, kind of color, really refresh, really um, sparkling color in a way. A bright uh, color. Yeah, bright color uh, compared to Fumet, which is darker in color. And what about the Vien de Nus? Yeah, Vien de Nus, we don't do Vien de Nus uh, impurity. Mm -hmm. We just do in, we just put the small quantity that we have in our vineyards in, uh, in Tourette. Vien de Nus is another indigenous uh, and some local uh, producer do some kind of uh, Viennese uh, impurity. And typical flavor? Viennese actually is uh, more like a Petit Rouge, so uh, strawberries and uh, raspberries, yeah. And the Doucet? Doucet? Doucet, actually, we don't have it anymore. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, but when it was around, what did that smell of? Yeah, I actually don't know because we I never tasted a Doucet, 100% of uh, Doucet, so I... The berry, the, the grape is a kind of a big one, and, uh, but so the flavor actually I don't know because I never tasted, I think, uh, purity do say. I mean, I imagine your vines are on quite steep slopes. Yeah, really steep are they Are they terraced? Some of them, yes, because in the past it was the way of doing. Now we are changing a little bit where we can for working in some time with machines and also for working in a better way the, the organic wines. How easy is it to be organic though? There? I mean, I imagine weed control no, is very difficult. No, actually Valle is not that uh, difficult because uh, it's really windy, the soil is really dry and really full of stone and sandy, so it's uh, refreshing, the water goes away quite easily and uh, so we don't have to do many treatments uh, as uh, compared to Piemonte, for example, which we are very close. And also the precipitation are really slow. We live in a kind of desert-like climate. In the summer, we are, we really, it's mandatory to use artificial irrigation. We use drop by drop. And so it, in a way, it's really difficult because we need to work a lot on the vineyard. But in the other way, organic wines goes quite uh, easily compared to other regions. Do you still, I mean, would you like to get animals back on the, on the farm we, or not? Uh, well, not for... Uh, having animals but uh, we uh, ask uh, some friends to bring some sheep in uh, winter for uh, eating the grass for example for the grass control the last year not because it was uh, or really snowy or really dry so there was no no grass and but uh, not cow not uh, horses like other friends and what do you do in your spare time? Do you sort of run up mountains? Yes, of course. Do, I, I mean, love like climbing. Really? Yeah, yeah, I love climbing, alpinism, uh, skiing. Uh. Honestly, I, did, I had no idea about that. So when yeah. you look like a very fit guy, you're very slim, tall, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of guy that could sort of strangle a horse with his bare hands, I think. Yeah? Yeah? I'd like. No, I know you wouldn't like to do that. We're going to have thousands of letters now of people complaining about it. So it's your top wine. The um, It's called Vigne, which is a single vineyard. Rovetas. Yeah, Vigne Roveta is the name of the vineyard. Vigne means vineyard. Rovetta is uh, our main uh, biggest uh, vineyard that we have, is uh, five uh, hectares more or less, which is the biggest in Osta Valley of single property. It's such a small compared to other region, but for us it's quite big. And uh, Vigne Rovetta actually was a really old vineyard that when my grandfather started planting other vineyards, it was only wood. It was a forest. But in the ancient past, like centuries ago, uh, there was many, many, many vineyards in, uh, in that area. And Vigne Rovetta was one of the the best so for us was kind of uh, logical to replant a vineyard there and uh, the the terroir is really fantastic so it's about is it about 600 meters that one yes yeah, 600 700 more or less and the soil type uh, sand and stone 
all the time. So pretty rocky. Yeah, really rocky. It's a glacier uh, from the Wurm glaciation that uh, left some stones, some granite from Mont Blanc there. And uh, so the soil is really poor and uh, sandy. So do you break a lot of tools when you're trying to work the soil? We don't work the soil. You just we leave just it. leave the grass uh, grow and then we cut grass. Yeah. So you'd like mulch it. It's called a mulching, isn't it? Like yeah. a pachimatore, yeah? Yeah, no, we don't use that. We just weed, do weeding, mechanical weeding, uh, cutting the grasses as, uh, as much as possible. But you're not plowing the soil, though, are you? No. Because you'd break the plow, I guess. We just, yeah, we just do that the first time when we plant the vineyards because we do, I don't know, an English name, Sovation. Cover crop. Uh, okay. And after that, we, we just do normal weeding because uh, it, it's kind of possible to, to work the soil at too many stones. Okay, I'm going to ask you about your cover. I love cover crops. What do you sow mainly as cover crops and, and why? <laughs> In English. Favino? Yes, Favino. So that's uh, beans that provides nitrogen, which is a bit of food for the vines. Uh, orzo? Yes, a little bit of orzo. That's with barley. Barley's good because if you um, have problems and you go to the doctor and you have to have bad blood, you they give you porridge, which is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. barley, which cleans your system. It's kind of white barley. And sometimes we use uh, trifolio. Which is clover, which also provides nitrogen. And if it's a flowering clover, it attracts beneficial mm-hmm. insects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it for the azot. And cool. Well, I'm sure your beautifuls are absolutely stunning in, in summer. Yeah, it's kind of wonderful in summer because uh, uh, the, the, the vegetation grows to the full. And we in August uh, is the best time because we just have to control everything is going well, but the work is not so much. The best work, the, the, the most work is in uh, between May and June and beginning of July when we have to work the vineyard to grow up to the, the right side. And then we have to wait for the weather because the weather in our region is uh, the most important. Uh, it's really changing because the problem is that it's changing all the time, the last years. And so it's kind of difficult to think in the future, think in advance on what will happen. If it would be a dry year, the last year we experimented a really bad frost, but in the summer it was really a drought and really warm. So every year is changing and that is the kind of difficult work. Thanks to the irrigation system, we can work at least against the, the drought and uh, and the dry seasons. But also the organic matter that you're creating with your cover crops gives you a bit of a buffer. It, yeah, it makes your soil yeah, yeah. a bit more spongy and it holds on to, can hold on to water for longer. Yeah, that, that, that's really amazing. But sometime in uh, summer, the last year, for example, the grass couldn't grow uh, almost anymore because it was so, 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 so dry and just the drop by drop system under the row could work a little bit, but uh, really, really difficult here. Okay, well, we always think of um, the sort of alpine areas as a paradise, but obviously it's an incredibly marginal and yeah. difficult and expensive place to make wine. So yeah, these wines, these wines are real treasures. The fact that you're doing it organically, I'm sure, is um, an added cost to you. But I think long term it will pay off. I'm going to say that because I'm a big yeah, it's I'm really, big really expensive for us. Organics, and, yeah. But for us, it's the most logical thing to do because we want to live in a better place, in a safer and healthier place. And organic, at least, is the first thing to do. And uh, and I think that in the future will be really a nicer place than now because everything will be a little bit uh, more organic and uh, more healthier. So so we hope so. Very nice way to end the interview. Thanks a lot, Simon Grosjean from the eponymous, or uh, probably people won't understand what that is. <laughs> uh, just want to say thanks to Simon Grosjean from the Grosjean Winery in the Valley d'Aosta. Thanks for telling us about your cover crops and the fact that it, it isn't a paradise to grow wine. It's very no. difficult with this dry, dry climate yeah. anyway, and drier climate because of climate change. Uh, thanks for being so um, direct and, and sharing your experience with us. It's been really nice. Thank you. Great, thanks a lot. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.